Just the sight of the slam book made her shiver, a little thrill of delight and fright, of pleasure and fear. She felt the shiver when she read flattering comments about herself, or when kids crowded around her, asking for the book. We, did we get the cat meowing? Yeah, I, I hope, hope so. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Oscar. You're always blowing up my spot. Hello and welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod. It's me, Jessica. It's me, Josh. It's me, Oscar. Meow. <laughs> Is that how you want me when to I, introduce When him? I said introduce Oscar, I didn't mean play the Don't part Don't pretend of like Oscar. you are Oscar. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Just try to like tug on his tail and make him cry. <laughs> that's, that's how we'll introduce him. No, I don't condone cat violence. That was so, the meowing. Sorry. The meowing you heard earlier was not Josh. It was the cat. <laughs> that was really Oscar. We're not giving him enough attention because we're recording right now, so he's not happy with us. He just wants to be on the podcast. Yeah. Well, who doesn't want to be on this right. cast? He is. A, he is a boy, so he wants his own podcast. As and, as and, every. Uh, and he's how, how old is he? When was he born? Uh, he was born in 2010. So he's a Zoomer bro who mm-hmm. wants his own podcast. In cat ears, he's a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Oscar had a podcast, what would it be about? Grooming. Okay. It'd be about... There's probably an opening for that. For no, her. he's probably like, I hate it. Thoughts. <laughs> Don't like it. It'd be about how he is starving to death until you shake his food bowl around <laughs> to make it look like there's more food in it. And then he is happy. <laughs> He's not too smart, my cat. Yeah. <laughs> He's beautiful. He would he would die of starvation if you didn't shake that bowl. That's true. Anyway, hey, how's everyone doing? Good. Yeah, it's great. Hey, I'm good too. Well, uh, here we are. It's a Sunday afternoon. We're recording in the the studio, and we're here to talk about another book. What book are we talking about today, Josh? It's called Slam Book by Babysitters Club's own Anne M. Martin. That's right, and it's about. A slam book, believe it or not. <laughs> and I, um, to go off on a little bit, I did some research on slam books before we started. Oh. Yeah. And by research, I mean, I Wikipedia did. Looked up, just Googled slam book and whatever came up. Well, I mean, here's the thing is my only exposure to slam book before this book and culture was Mean Girls. And what did they call it? Did they call it a slam book? I thought so. Wasn't it called a slam book? Burn book. Burn, Burn book. book. Burn uh, book. Which is alliterative. I like it. Yeah. 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 Much better. They, than had, slam they book. had to update it for uh, the the odds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to drop the. Uh, this is where I want to drop the sound clip of what does she say? Whoever is the fuggliest slut I've ever met. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the page on Lindsay Lohan is is a real zinger, and I'm going to add it here. Okay. This girl is the nastiest skank bitch I've ever met. Do not trust her. She is a fugly slut. And speaking of Mean Girls and this book, we also have another character who's I'm a cool mom <laughs> in this book. Oh, really? Oh, Paige's mom. Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. who you're thinking of? Well, yeah. she's a, she, at least she's a lush mom. Yeah. I don't know if she's cool. Yeah, I don't she, know if she's cool or not. She the kids booze? Uh, no. Nope. She allows them to have gin and vermouth because she's too drunk to notice. Yeah, there's, yeah, okay. I don't remember that. 
But the kids do. Well, Paige steals it. The other yeah, girls yeah, yeah. don't. No, well, that's but, what yeah. she's stealing because the mom is so. She, Gross. The way they slur her of words in here is just so terrible. Jen. Uh, Are her boobs hard as rocks? <laughs> Gross. What is that from? That's a mean girl's joke. Oh. You, this is not the boob book, Blake. You have to wait for the next episode. You know how long it's been since I've seen Mean Girls? My Mean Girls fan cast. I, honestly, when, he, when I couldn't think of Burn Book, I was so ashamed and was like, you know what I'm doing tonight? Watching Mean, mean Girls. Girls. Hey, I just, know. Just an adult man alone at home with his cats. <laughs> yeah. Taken in. It's a Mean Girls. It's a, it's a good one. Uh, it's been a while. The, no, it's great. That. And I, of course, own it. Yes. So. Oh, that's good. I was going to tell you it's streaming on HBO. So okay. if you had HBO now, 4K. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. Anyway, back to the slam book <laughs> history. But apparently, I I kids in my high school and junior high were apparently not so creative with their uh, humiliation of their peers because we never had slam books. Did you have slam books, Josh? Did you ever uh, hear no, of one? No, I have not. the The first time I yeah. encountered it was Mean Girls, and I yeah. was like brilliant which almost makes me feel like it's something that's made up by adults um i know it's not because i have a history of slam books right here uh basically um they've been around for over a hundred years so i'm imagining the first the first slam book was in a cave when just (laughs) (laughs) they're just drawing hideous pictographs about each other (laughs) just Uh, an arrow at a caveman's very small penis (laughs) Uh, or they were, I, whenever I heard, whenever I read that they were over hundred years old, I just pictured like kids with slates, like with chalk, yeah. like writing. And it's in like the, the witch font and it's like, Agnes is a ye old sloot. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. But apparently, um, it was defined in the vocabulary of jazzdom as a diary in which you knock your friends, um, there was another reference of it in the November 18th, 1928 issue of the Central New Jersey Home News, a very specific uh, periodical there. But um, apparently it was a new fad among the uh, New Brunswick High School students <laughs> to have a slam book. And as it evolved, I guess in 1999, uh, uh, Claire Morris Dobby wrote a book called Slam, A New Way to Tell the Truth, which was a pre-made slam book with online tie-in features which is an attempt to combine nostalgia with the World Wide Web, all capital. It was a kinder and gentler slam book for teens and preteens. And or, I guess you could go online pre-Facebook, pre-Twitter, pre-MySpace, pre-Friendster. Just and a, you could just, just neg go on, on your friends. Go on GeoCities, <laughs> yeah. my own little Josh's page. I've got a little spinny uh, uh, picture there. And it's just like, you know who sucks, Blake? Burned! <laughs> burned! <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like slam books have just been replaced by hey, cyberbullying. Hey, d- don't, don't get to my notes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God, Blake, you're ruining everything. All right, I'll cut that. No, leave it. Just go whatever. So anyway. It's just a very ob- obvious observation we're both can... making. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. It's it was also a very obvious observation that Wikipedia made. So Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I want to hear you elaborate later, so go off. Uh, anyway, so that was the history of slam books. You're welcome, audience. And the the one they had in New Jersey is called in in New, New Brunswick is actually called a Brun book. <laughs> you can cut that, but that's just because the person that wrote it had dyslexia. Aww. Oh, come on! Now, now who's the bully? Now yeah, who's the bully? You're a jerk, Blake. Gosh. Anyway, well. Uh, uh, so so why are we why are we doing this book about uh, kids going back to school for the first time? For the first time. I mean, high school for the first time. Yes. Well, we decided, hey, it's 
September, man. It's back to school time. And why not delve into that with these this cast of girls and their troubles and the, their adventures in starting high school? The tyranny of uh, hot girl summer is over. Mm-hmm. We are now making girls be hot in different seasons and keeping them to the same standards. Time for hot girl autumn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, nothing changes. You better look hot in that turtleneck sweater, babe. Yeah. yeah. So... Anyway, it's back to school season, mm-hmm. so we read a book about girls being mean. None of us are going back to school, just to be clear, right? Oh, I'm not. I'm too old. Yeah, I'm not allowed. Well, not within 90 feet of the school. Oh, God. <laughs> Cut That's that. not what you want to have out there. <laughs> that is not true, by the way. <laughs> just kidding. Even universities. I'm constantly on, on kids' campuses. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Well, anyway, uh, now's the time in the podcast when I usually go on a Cliff Notes version of the book. But before we do that, Josh, what's your theme beer for this episode? Oh, okay. So uh, I tried really hard to find there is a uh, a bully porter that I think um, who's the Boulevard does. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. But uh, they didn't have them, in the, and it was perfect because these are bullies. Uh, but they didn't have them, so I got this Founders Double Trouble, because as we will discuss, there's a pair of girls who are a bit of trouble. Not so nice girls. Yeah, in this I, I do not like And them. what's funny is they think of themselves as the, the heroes of the story, and even the author, I think, is very sympathetic to them. But we'll get into that later. We will. We'll yes, touch on we'll that. We'll be very mad later. So uh, just to go on the quick Cliff Notes version of this book, we follow the four friends. There's Anna. <laughs> Hashtag the four friends. It is a competitive advantage. No one else has four of them. Nope. Um, the four friends. There's Anna. There is Paige. There is Jesse. And there is Randy. They are besties. Uh, Paige, I think, is new to the group. Paige is a rich girl who loves to shoplift, which we learn about pretty quickly in the book. Yep. But anyway, we'll come back to that also later. Also, the best burn in the in the book in, involves... <laughs> Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, So we start off at a family reunion, and this is where the troubles begin. You know what? Anna should never have been at that family reunion because she hangs out with her cool cousin, Peggy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone named Peggy has ever been cool. Sorry, Peggy's. I'm trying to think of a cool Peggy. Not Peggy. Well, I guess that Peggy was cool. No, she was... So she was not, the annoying little sister. She was so uncool that she just sort of disappeared. Well, uh, just just because I'm also going to make a Married with Children's reference on the next mm. episode. Oh, uh, really? Uh, Peggy Bundy? Yeah. She was cool. She was cool. Okay. I yeah. guess I just... And by cool, just disinterested in her children's lives, <laughs> doesn't love her husband, just kind of... Uh, Al was the worst, though. No, no, no. She should not have loved him. Yeah. Definitely he was a not. member of No Ma'am. He was... <laughs> <laughs> First MRA group. <laughs> um, what about paddling Peggy Hill? No, that was the first Peggy I thought of. And I was like, no, not cool. Yeah, not. She thinks she's cool. She does. Peggy think Hill thinks cool. she's cool. Peggy yes. thinks very highly of herself her in all aspects. Her whole thing is that her self esteem is through the roof. <sighs> she's super confident in all aspects. Okay. She is. She just. Read a thing piece King on it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there. Yeah. So the four friends, um, they're about to start high school, and Anna's very nervous, and she's at her family reunion and hanging out with her cousin Peggy, and Peggy goes, hey, you know how you get cool? You get a slam book started. And she shows her the slam book, and Anna's like, well, I'm going to do it. Hey, can upperclassmen write in these two? That was her big concern, was, uh, hey, will the upperclassmen write in this too? Um, anyway, so... Anna goes off on a trip to the mall where Paige is shoplifting and she gets herself a 
notebook exactly like Peggy's so she can start her slam book. And they're just like, hey, dork, why are you buying back to school <laughs> supplies with your only money, you poor? <laughs> so school starts. But what's funny is there's a revelation that they're actually already popular. We're not talking about girls who are geeks to begin with. These girls are already popular um, they're described as the leaders of their class in junior high. They were the ones most of the other girls looked up to, envied, copied, tried to impress, and wanted to sit with. Yet they're so concerned that they're going to be the losers of Calvin High School that they have to start this slam book. I was really confused by that when I when I started it, where I was, I thought they were outside. I thought this was like Stevens. It's the losers club. Yeah. Yet, like, and then. Well, I assume here's the thing is like, I'm from a small town. I'm assuming Calvin is not that big of a town. Right. And in small towns, usually, you know, the up and coming cool people who are going to be in your high school. Right. Because uh, yeah. usually like the ninth graders remember the eighth graders and then they move into the school and you still get your friends with some of the kids a grade above you. Yeah, you're not, usually. Like... So you're not going in there just blind. Right. And this book is acting like. I mean, I guess sometimes people get, I guess we don't know the population of the town, yeah. but you get distributed into different like schools maybe, and it maybe it's a new school, but that's not really what this seems like. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I was confused by why are the cool girls so worried about being cool? And I have another question about the slam book. Okay. They want it to be anonymous. Like who made this slam book? Right. Mm -hmm. At first. Cause they're like, we put our own names in there and gooses and, uh, we'll get to goose. Yet. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> But you're the one carrying it around all the time. You're the one that is the keeper of the slam book. Who else is someone going to think started the slam book? Yeah. And why do you care about anonymity if you want to be cool and you think coolness is how the slam book that you think the slam book will grant you coolness, but you want anonymity. Right. So how will that make you cool? The only if no one knows that you're the keeper of the slam book, right. <laughs> how do you become cool? Right. Right. Anyway, whatever. We'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, okay, sorry. Back to the quick. I'm, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. You're going through it real quick. Yeah, anyway. I'll just try to make it really fast. There, okay. It's a slam book. There's some uh, very dramatic moments between the friends. They all have their own family problems. Paige is the rich girl whose mom is an alcoholic. Randy is black, and she has some issues and some uh, problems with her, I guess, situation in a very white school. Yeah, they're, yeah. They, they are predominantly they're white. extremely condescending to her for being black yes. and being in their school for no reason other than that. Yeah. Um, Jesse has family problems and a brother who is just the worst, I guess. Um, and I don't know what Anna's main problem is trying to be cool. Yeah. And so Anna is technically our, our protagonist, hero. Our I, hero, guess. I guess. Yeah. And I can't tell like. I read this. I finished today. Yeah. And I can't tell you anything about her other than that she likes a she likes boy goose. named Goose. Boy named Goose. <laughs> I can tell you that. I can tell you, I guess she's pretty. Mm-hmm. She lives in an upper middle class family. And uh, uh, th that's about it. And that that I, that I also hate her. Based yeah. On, don't like on, her at all. Based on the choices she makes. But I don't know anything about her as a character mm -hmm. because there's, I don't know, Anne. Yeah. Do better. Yeah, not good at all. Uh, so um, there's also drama competition over a goose who mm -hmm. Paige has a crush on. How could there not be? How, <laughs> if it, when, when you hear a boy's name is Goose, G-O-O-Z. <laughs> now, let's be fair. That's his nickname. Right. It's short, short for like uh, Goosenwald or something. Like <laughs> I think it's Griswold. Or Guzman. His, yeah, his real is, name is Griswold. It is Louis Guzman. <laughs> Griswold Drumfield, which is also a bad name. <sighs> Drummy. Anyway, uh, 
so there's drama between Paige and Anna over this boy. But there's also, um, at the same time, drama obviously going on with the slam book. And one of the things they decide to do is start disguising their handwriting as other people's handwriting when they're writing in the slam book to burn each other, basically, because <laughs> but, they, they secretly hate each other. But that's once they start having secret beasts with each other. Yes. Like they don't. Well, Anna and Paige have the beef over goose. Right. Well, and so who, Anna, couldn't, who couldn't? Anna apparently is great with mimicking Paige's handwriting and writes comments on a girl's page that no one would ever, I think, think to burn because in this book... Or think to slam. Sorry, let me get my verbs right. In this book, she is portrayed as the saddest, most pathetic creature you've ever heard of in a book. Her name is Cheryl Sutphin. She is, for some reason, Anna decides to use her to burn Paige, which it ends horribly. This is when the book takes a dark turn, when it sounds like it's going to be a fun book about, like, just just some just some catty bees. Yeah. And, and no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, then it just turns into this horrible book, and you can kind of see it coming throughout. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. So uh, because of this prank that Anna plays on Paige to get back at Paige over stuff with goos, things turn very tragic. Cheryl, who is friendless and motherless, living in abject poverty, apparently obese, just the saddest, most pathetic. And it does switch to her point of view, which is not point of view, but we get chapters that are solely kind of from her perspective. And, and that's... Which is the only character it alternates with. It's Anna right. or Cheryl. And those, to me, felt like those interstitial things on Better Call Saul. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when it's like black and white or the new season Manhunter, uh -huh. when they are... Manhunter? Uh, Manhunter. Mindhunter? Mindhunter. Manhunter. Oh, that's the uh, the, movie. the Michael Mann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Mindhunter, where they are setting up. To, have you watched it? Has anyone watched it? No. Like the BTK she stuff? watched without me. Now I got to get caught up. Like at the beginning of every episode when they're setting up the BTK stuff in the first season? No, in season two. Oh, I haven't got it. They're setting up Gacy for season three. Oh, oh snap. But in season one, they're setting up BTK yes. for season two. And that's uh, not. Spoiler City. Guys. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, like they're criminal profilers. Come on. Right. And <laughs> uh, this no is also. Here. Uh, Mindhunter is the all-star of like who do you, who did you guys like that killed people like Manson pops in for an episode Manson, like uh, it's, it's, it, I like the show but it's it, you know like it's it's camp for people who like pre <laughs> it's prestige camp yeah it's very right? much like, prestige camp it's it's like there's a lot of that these days yeah mm -hmm. you, uh, yeah well, let me tell you about prestige TV but uh, <laughs> so it 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 was clear to me that her character existed to teach. The popular girls a lesson, mm -hmm. which I thought was gross. And also the girls didn't learn, but we'll come right. back to yeah, that yeah, later. Yeah, okay. I feel like there were no, anyway. Yeah. So this character, uh, it ends tragically for her. She does commit suicide and basically no one learns anything. There's no repercussions for these girls whenever they come forward with the slam book and tell their parents what happened. Anna uh, kind of feels bad for a minute. Yeah, nothing. And I'll go back with Anna and some of her we'll thoughts get, she has we'll, at yeah, the yeah. funeral, yeah, yeah, which yeah, are yeah. the worst thoughts mm -hmm. ever. Um, but that's that's it. Basically, and, and these then, girls well, torment each other, torment a girl who Paige, would never be on their radar anyway. Paige might try to. Paige does attempt um, suicide also after Cheryl's death because right. she feels guilty for it, even though. She knows that she did not write the thing that was on right. the page, even though Anna did it in her handwriting. It's so. But but I will say she gets an assist on this 
because she was the last person to like speak to her. And it was mm-hmm. very cruel to her for no for no reason in the world. And I wrote that down, like yeah. what she says to her. Which I mean, is horrible. Uh, like I'm drinking a double trouble because these girls are double trouble. They are. Like, the they worst. are horrible people. And and that's basically it. And then we get a little coda at the end that's just like. Well, everyone went their happy ways. Yeah. They have good lives now. Everyone's yeah. doing everyone, great. And yeah. they, they do not deserve it. No. The worst. Yeah. Bad people. Bad girls. Yeah. Bad girls. There's a reason why this book, I think, is hard to find um, and kind of pricey. I don't think very many were in print. Yeah. I don't think it was a very popular book. I hope it wasn't anyway. I. This it, was published, I guess, Babysitter's Club. She started publishing in 85 when I was reading mm-hmm. today more about Anna Martin. Um, and this was published in 87. I would say this is probably more uh, the reason what is it like 10 bucks or something like that on Amazon? It's, it's definitely out of print would be an Anna Martin curiosity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people are interested in reading any like famous authors thing. Yeah, like definitely. I mean, that's what whatever. it was for me. I was like, what is this? Yeah. 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 So, and we and thought now we're going to have a little bit of fun with some slam books. <laughs> Finally, then. we're done with VC Andrews. We don't have to talk about <laughs> horrible things anymore. Let's oh, get light. And this way. was uh, maybe darker than yeah. the VC Andrews stuff to me. In a way, because it was portrayed at realism. Like, because, it was right. not portrayed in, like, this this kind of fairy tale style like V.C. Andrews. All of the V.C. Andrews stuff to me is so silly that even though these horrible things are happening, it's just like, lol. You know, like, like it's just stupid to me. Where this no, is like, it really is. Yeah, this is too realistic. Yeah. I mean, not Or attempts the, not to be the, realistic. The right. Because yeah. I honestly it's, don't think that a it, character would kill herself over this. But I also don't think that if she did, if a character did kill herself over this... That it was something that people would just dismiss, like, well, she was crazy. I mean, that's basically that's what happens. That's what everyone at the, the whole end. school does. That's what yeah. adults tell the kids. That anyway, uh, I was thinking, I'm trying to remember, and Blake can probably help me with this. In Rules of Attraction, there is, oh, yeah. there is a basically never do things anonymously. It's my takeaway. There was the the woman that's sending the anonymous letters to uh, Patrick Bateman's brother J- James Vanderbeek Dawson himself, mm-hmm. being like. Yeah. I love you, and he thinks it's uh, the the other person, and then she kills herself. Right. She was like the girl who worked at the school cafeteria. Yeah, and she saw him every day, even though he was the worst guy in the world. Because of the unrequited love, she commits suicide. And I that's guess, and that's then. not exactly what's happening here, but it's uh, don't do things anonymously. Yeah, if you're <laughs> going to send someone flowers because you like them, just put, put your name on it. Don't just put your name on it. Put your like send a send a selfie, <laughs> print it out. I mean, this just doesn't happen in the digital age. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Yeah, I'm closing my twenty five uh, uh, alt accounts. Alt accounts that have different. This isn't really me, but I I just want to tell you uh, your feet it's look not great anonymous. today. It's just, catfishing is different from being anonymous, right? Yeah. Okay, well, it's <laughs> pretending to be someone else. Yes, Ash Jarnett. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So I don't know where to go next. Uh, What do you want to dwell upon? Do you want to talk about how Anne and Martin is really bad at predicting the future when she had Anna say. (laughs) Can you read that quote? Yeah, I did. That was in the first part that I lost. It was in the first chapter when the girls are at the mall, because what I do love about these books is there's a lot of mall culture, which makes me nostalgic, even though I was never a mall teenager. I remember the few times that I went with my sister. They were like big occasions. Marshall didn't have a mall. We just had to go to Springfield. This is a cool. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. You guys had like oh, little uh, like uh, uh, I was gonna say mini. Did you have mini malls? You remember In Marshfield? Do people remember mini malls? 
Was that is that like a strip it's, mall? It's a strip mall. It's the same thing. Right? Uh, we called them mini malls. I thought they were just strip malls. We called them mini malls. Okay. <laughs> Some of them were inside though. They'd have like double strip malls, and you could like go in anyway. Oh, we just walk down the corridor and yes. there's all the stores. They are called mini malls. They don't really we they don't a, exist anymore. We had the yeah. North Town. Was the North Town Mall a mini mall? No. That's, no, it was that, a, mall. That's a it small was a, mall. It's a ghost mall. <laughs> yeah. It's a mall that, that was, shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. Yeah. Ghostmalls.com. What do you think archive the rent there. was the last like year that that place existed? Oh, when there North was like Town? a video store in there? There was Music Biz. There was a Goodwill. In the mall. There was also, they took one of the stores and they, well, they, they had a theater there for a while because that's where you would go yes, sneak yes. into R-rated movies because they did not they care. care. They did not care at all if you were there to see they, Scream. They need your 425. Yes, they needed it. <laughs> um, and they had a music biz. I remember that. And I think everything else was leased to OTC at this point okay. for classroom oh, yeah. space. The, the, remember? Last, the last time I remember going, uh, they also had a food court. Very, there was like yeah. four places and they were all like windowed up. There was nothing yeah. in there. Yeah. There was a merry-go-round that did not work. And, oh, but, yeah, I remember but, that. but there was you like, tried. there was one place. <laughs> there was one place that was like a used VHS. They had some movie posters, like stuff like that, like some CDs, maybe. If that place paid more than like three hundred dollars in rent a month, they were out of their minds. Yeah, Man, we should have got a story. I know Radio Shack was one of the last holdouts. <laughs> of the, I'm not, it's not a joke. No, like I they, believe you. <laughs> them and Goodwill, I believe, were the last two stores to right, survive. Right before uh, Radio Shack finally went out of business for Christmas, I got my dad a Radio Shack gift card. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, dad. <laughs> Payback for everything That's you've done. Yep. Payback for all the empty <laughs> stockings. Aww. My mom's in charge of the stockings. They were, <laughs> they were overflowing. <laughs> no, uh, no dad is ever. Okay, there anyway. Was, there, was so, no ar- anyway. there was no arcade at right. the North Town Mall. There was There was at one point. At, yeah, maybe, there was, I thought. But there was at Battlefield Mall. It was called Aladdin's Castle. Yep. And even in the 90s, I remember early 90s, it was a cool thing. This book was Hell written yeah. in 87. And this is what one of the characters says. Actually, it was Anna. She said... Video games were passe history. <laughs> oh, video games are like a distant memory right now. Yeah, who plays those like, anymore? You the, remember that shit? The only thing I will say is that when I was uh, like in the eighties, video games like arcades were like where bad kids went and like toughs. And I can I don't like it's wrong to say they're passe history. It would be better if she was being snobby like that place. Yeah, that's where. The losers go. The losers go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where the older kids go to smoke. Yeah, so the burnout. Like, I mean, out I there. was not allowed to go to the one in Marshfield, Wisconsin, because my mother was said they Just, push drugs. They make you do drugs there. Yeah. Okay. They mom. give free drugs. <laughs> just again, one of those promises in? that at one point someone is just going to walk up to me on the street and say, "Do this free cocaine. <laughs> do this free crack. Hey, you want an eight ball? First one's free." <laughs> Here's a brick of Coke. This one is free. Next one is going to cost you. That's peer pressure. Several hundred thousand dollars. I don't know how much a brick is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I have no clue. No, I don't know. Brick. No, someone Google it. Anyway. Uh, okay, anyway. So that was, I think, just a funny one-off thing yeah. that I picked up in that book. But uh, yeah, so Anna Martin was got that totally wrong. I just want to talk about uh, freshman hazing because yes, they are yes, yes. terrified. Uh, as freshmen, I remember there were always myths when I started school uh, that they would mark you with a sharpie. 
like your clothes. So like, don't wear cool new clothes your first day of school because the upperclassmen will mark the freshmen with a sharpie. This is going to get this, dark if I have to tell my real stories. This did not happen. <laughs> and you do have to tell it. So in this book, the girls are afraid that they're going to be marked with lipstick. They might, did. Well, they she got, got lipstick. But you go and you wash it off. It's lipstick. You don't have to walk around with a big F on your forehead all day. Bring yourself some little makeup remover with you and wash your wash it off. And these are the cool girls. Yeah. Like, this is basically like... Uh, one of them had to uh, shine someone's shoes to yes, figure yeah, out yeah. where her classroom is because she was apparently uh, not smart enough to figure out how to My find the classroom. My notes started Anna's shine shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a really weird thing because I'm thinking, like, in the 80s, these girls are wearing Reeboks. Like, there's no right. way that someone has shoes it's, you can it's, shine. It's more about the degradation. It is. It's, it is. <laughs> I want to Definitely. see that canvas shine. Sparkle. <laughs> Want to see my reflection in it? This is, it's basically like in Days and Confused. You know what I mean? Like, they're just doing it to do it. Like, this is air raid for yeah. uh, these freshmen. What was your hazing story that you wanted to share? I don't want to share any of them. But I will say that uh, in seventh grade, the seventh graders at Christian Schools of Springfield, CSOS, I'm calling you out again, just an abuse factory. We were called, se- we were called Sevies. I remember that word. We had that word Sevies. too. That was a word. And yeah. it was so this was from seventh grade to seniors. And so for the entire year, we were relentlessly beaten where people would like punch me in the head or uh, uh, just. Did teachers know about it and just look the other way? They didn't care. They yeah. didn't care. And if, if they didn't, it's because they weren't doing their jobs. Would push, punch you, push you into lockers, whatever. And this is, again, like, I'm what, like 12, was this 13. Co ed or was this? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It was co ed. And uh, I remember once I was getting a drink from the drinking fountain and a guy named greg miller senior punched me in the back of the head and like slammed my head into the drinking fountain god you could have like broken all your teeth out yeah i wish i had i would have taken him to the cleaners uh (laughs) people would take locks off lockers and lock us together on the back of our tags which they would call and you can beep this if you need to tags and that's about right did no one else hear that term i remember that term. and they would just be like you're locked together now and then we'd have to like go to the secretary and your be like, shirt tags because well, we had to wear dress shirts. You know the uh, tags on the back of dress shirts? They're oh, just like little oh. loops for I don't know what yeah, the reason know, is. I know yeah. tags. Okay. That's what they were. Yeah. I'm not kidding. That's what they no, were called. That, that's what people called them because yeah. because think, because gay men want to be locked together backwards. <laughs> like none of this makes sense. Like, I think in my school, f- tag was when you hit someone in the nuts real fast with. With that was called ball sack ball slap. That was what okay. is this? Oh we, my god! That was that was high school. But uh, <laughs> and that, that I'm was gonna have to do that, so many boops. That was playful in high school. Uh, it wasn't playful when I was doubled over on the ground, but <laughs> just moaning in pain. And I remember being in the mall sensitive once, sensitive testicles, just like crying because one of my friends had hit me in the. It's anyway, not funny. Uh, no, it's not funny. Don't do not hit people. And that's why I'm sterile, sterile to this day. <laughs> Uh, no, but so my freshman year, I went to a new school, another Christian school in Milwaukee, Heritage Christian Academy, the worst school I went to objectively, uh, just abusive again, (laughs) and people would regularly write, again, coming back to every, uh, bully's favorite word, would just write on my clothes, like, over and over, like, in, like, pen or marker. That's probably still a favorite bully word. Oh, of course. Did you have to stand still for this, or did they... I was, like, in class, like, sitting there. Like, what am I going to do? Well, I know. I know. They're they're more 
they're tougher than you. I get it. Yeah. They're bigger than I you. I am a coward also. Well, yeah. that, well, I am too, so don't worry. But uh, I'm also a, a scared child with no friends in the school. Right. And there's kids that have failed classes a few times that are bigger than me in this class. And like I'd have to like go home. My mom would say to me, she said to me, why did you write this on your clothes? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's who I am, mom. <laughs> Deal with it. I she was just so out. Like, just wasn't. That's insane. Like, if you came home with a black eye, would she be like, "Why did you punch yourself?" Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself like a little kid. That's Uh, insane. Anyway, uh, to be be that in denial about bullying. Well, let's talk about the bullied for a second. Let's talk. You want to talk about Cheryl? Uh, or am I skipping far too far ahead uh, right now? Yes, I want to talk about a few things first. Okay, sorry. Are you are you going in order, or do you just want to uh, talk, go from? No, both? we can go in order. We okay. can jump from topic to topic. Oh no, actually, that is my next thing. After got lipsticked, and then I just wrote "goose" in quotes. Well, okay, goose is is apparently the world's dreamiest man. He's already dating someone named Casey Reed, which, by the way, because Paige has a crush on goose, Casey Reed, her uh, her dedicated slam book page is the first page in the slam book so yeah so yeah. the people they put in the slam book first are themselves goose and casey yeah reed. casey reed <laughs> you would never know <laughs> again because they're trying to like be anonymous with what's going on here shut up you guys yeah, obviously are... goose started this mr high and mighty <laughs> anyway, i hated goose and i'll talk about why did you later. hate him i guess there was re- i don't really hate him because there's really nothing to him goose is going to grow into a a dutiful boyfriend who on every uh, Christmas, the first time he's with someone, gives them an infinite jest. <laughs> 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 I didn't know that was a thing. No, I just mean he's just like, you got to read this. Change your life. Like, is he like Paul he takes Rudd's character to- from Clueless? Is he that type of guy? No, no, I don't even know why Josh is getting this vibe. No, no, Because he, he doesn't seem like an intellectual to he me. He takes her to see the Marx Brothers at the library because oh, he's a big yeah, Marx that's Brothers. Right. Like, he that's when that he guy. seems like... He's going to make her watch Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever they're older. You got to get into Woody Allen. Yeah. I'm saying he's going to expand. Not now. But no. he's going to he's gonna become, become this guy. He's going to become that guy. Yeah. Very earnest. Yeah. But also making fun of his girlfriend for liking Coldplay. That kind uh, of no, thing. Of course. Yes. Of course. Because, you know, Coldplay sucks. No. Why put, should you put, have... Put these headphones on. Take those off. This will change your life. Shins, and baby. It's, it's not even going to be the shins. It's going to be... Uh, the uh, hold steady. Yeah. <laughs> girlfriend's just like i hate you put back x and y okay well listen to wilco then i think you'll i think you'll <laughs> okay really that's better yeah. i i would agree with that better than hold steady no offense to the hold steady fans oh offense to tweety <laughs> <laughs> just um, kidding jeff i love you yeah. did he do something bad is he canceled no, no he's not okay. no no it's ball, just it's just canceled. a very like uh you know like music store bro Kind of literature, like, bro, movie, bro. Yeah, the bro who's like, I, all that my said, opinions and thoughts are better than yours. That said, I love him, and my <laughs> thoughts and opinions are better than yours. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I guess Goose is just kind of he seems kind of high and mighty at some point, but because he can have any girl in the school also, he wants who's mm, in ninth grade. I also, also think it's because he has a conscience, whereas these girls are portrayed as psychopaths. Because at one point he learns that, um, yeah, that's true. That pages comment that she wrote on Casey's page it was it was Paige who wrote it and caused their breakup and he was just like you know even God has mercy right. like he says that like <laughs> the ultimate slam to these girls one of them who he is now dating Anna. because he legit freaks out when he, he sees like this like classic like girl fight 
when they go off on each other in the cafeteria, he's mm-hmm. like, I didn't know you were like this. Yeah. Like, and he's actually scared. Yeah. And what I do hate about this book is the way that women are portrayed as just complete psychopaths. And so we'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about uh, Cheryl. Yeah. So Cheryl, I can't remember what's happening the first time we actually meet her. It's, it's basically it's, just her house. It's chapter four. Well, let's it's, go to. Yeah, it's chapter four. I wrote this down and we start to follow her. And here's her thoughts about, oh, she's getting ready for the first day of school. So right. it kind of, it, it um, makes like this parallel between uh, Anna getting ready for her first day of school where she, let me try to find the exact quote here. Sorry. How can we figure out how to be cool and be bullies to everyone? Well, <laughs> here's the description of Anna getting ready. It says, um, Anna was determined to make a good impression on the upperclassmen. So she changed her clothes three times before she decided she was wearing an outfit that was neither too babyish nor too matronly. Too plain, nor too punk, which I can imagine anything about Anna ever being punk. Whatever, Anna Martin. <laughs> if anything, she was maybe slightly new wave. Maybe. Uh, their favorite band is... Uh, Hold on, I wrote okay, this down okay. to uh, PT and the Uptown Boys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who released a what? five album uh, box set. Yes, like five albums on ridiculous. one... Ridiculous. Drake doesn't even do that. Yeah. And he gets downloads per whatever on Spotify. <laughs> oh my God. So if we are going to switch to Cheryl... Here's Cheryl talking about the first day of school. Cheryl felt nothing, absolutely nothing about starting at CHS. She wasn't nervous, wasn't excited. She merely figured that her status at school wouldn't change substantially. She'd been fat, friendless, and unaccepted in elementary school and junior high. She didn't see why high school would be any different. Let's talk about her outfit. Apparently, she is so obese that she has to... This is what she wears to school. She's wearing a repurposed house coat that no. belongs... Blake... This I is, thought you were going to say gunny sack, so that's, this is not as bad. <laughs> oh, no, this is worse. She's wearing a repurposed house coat that belonged to her now dead mother and is using a bathrobe sash as a belt. This is what she wears to school. She's also very, very poor. Her dad is an alcoholic and he's neglectful, but he's not a cool alcoholic like Paige's rich mom. Right. Yeah. He's, I'm, I'm not a bad alcoholic. I'm a cool alcoholic. Yeah. This is like an exaggeration of, of poverty. Well, it, no, it, yes, yes. This entire is. book is just okay. like, yeah. Yeah. It's an exaggeration of all kinds of yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote her nutrition is pathetic and she lives in abject poverty. Can you read? Do you have the ingredients in the fridge? Because I wrote down makes my fridge look good. And the cabinets. <laughs> it's like there's two six packs of beer. Hell yeah. There's uh, like some, I don't know, orange crush. Sounds uh, fucking good to me. <laughs> it's, it's just there's like nothing. In the- OK, I can tell you what was in the fridge. OK. OK. The light was busted in the refrigerator, but it didn't matter. Cheryl knew the contents. Half a quart of milk. A package of bologna, a package of Wonder Bread, a six-pack of orange soda, two six-packs of beer, and an apple. In the kitchen cabinets were marshmallows, Oreos, Jello mix, and some cereal. That's all the food groups. I don't see what... For what breakfast, the- she uh, added milk to a bowl of Captain Crunch and helped herself to two Oreos. Josh's fridge. Six different barbecue sauces. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right, though, right? Uh, eggs. Uh, some cheeses. Mm-hmm. My creamer. Uh... uh that's about I it. love how <laughs> a single man's fridge, including my own in the past, all, always become whittled down to condiments only. <laughs> and nothing it's else. almost like eggs. There's always eggs. You gotta have even, eggs. Even when the eggs are gone, there's three kinds of mustard. <laughs> when I first moved in, I Those think Those are my were, dipping mustards. I literally Hell think there yeah. were three different barbecue sauces when I moved in here. That's what? <laughs> were there? Yes. Well, you have and to. They were, they were and all expired. Oh, you right. you all don't expired. know if you want to go uh, Texas style. You want to do you want to go to Memphis? There wasn't. Do you want here some sweet honey? Yeah, what yeah, do you yeah. want? What, yeah. what are you looking for here? Yeah. 
So that's Cheryl. That's how we're introduced to Cheryl. And these are the this is the girl that these horrible psychopaths target. Well, one of them. For no reason. Anna. I mean, she's for just, no reason. She, no, well, she's a pawn for them to get back at one another. Yes. And because they're the just the worst. Just people. the worst. Yeah. So they're they're punching down. They're taking the lowest hanging yes. fruit because they're just utter garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever they go low, they go lower. <laughs> that came out wrong, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Makes sense. They go low, we go lower. So okay. after the first week, Paige decides to have a bit of a party so they can all regroup. <laughs> the like the four friends. Yeah, the four friends can, get back together. They can regroup. Like we've had our first week of school, slumber party at my house, and we're gonna look at the slam book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Paige's mom is trashed. <laughs> uh huh. And that's whenever we also learned that that Paige can throw out uh, an awesome party. Guys. Okay, so. Here's what she has at her party. Two spectacular pizzas. Mm-hmm. A VHS with like just tapes on tapes on tapes on tapes. They Don't watch, they, they watch Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're when she comes back at one point, they're just laughing their heads off. Um, <laughs> every soda you can imagine. Holy crap. Um, CDs and a music player. And uh, Jen Vermuth that her that Paige is like, it's like, we can drink. And they're like, you don't drink, do you? And she's like, uh, no, uh, of no, course not. not. At all. Oh, God. <laughs> then later she goes back and like, I could smell it in her breath. Yeah, like she goes back and gets some. And actually, guess where they put the gin? She hides it from her mom under the utility sink. See? Sink gin happens. Classic. Sink gin Classic. happens. <laughs> Sometimes there's gin under a sink. Where you store it? I check every sink from now on. <laughs> Let's do it from now on because you might find some gin. Yeah. So at, their, at the house, that's when they decide, hey... There's nothing written on our pages. Oh, wait. No, there wait. is. There is. There's... That's when they go in and read them and they get upset. Because okay. I think Randy is called a racial slur, kind of. They call her an Oreo. Yes. Which she is already, for a brief period, her family relocated from super white Connecticutville. I don't know where they live. Connecticutville um, is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whitest place there is. That's <laughs> it really is. Hallmark Channel original movies are all, they take place in Connecticutville. And so does the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so her family briefly relocates to Chicago, and when she's there, I guess she's in a more uh, school that's more representative representative of a population where there's actually black kids in the school. Yeah, and I think the black kids there called her an Oreo. Right. But whenever she came back to Connecticutville, the kids, the white kids there, are still calling her an Oreo. And right. in fact, there's a lot of tension between Randy and Paige. Um, Paige is very disdainful of Randy. And Randy even at one point says she thinks I should be cleaning her home, not hanging out with her in it right. or something. Yeah. So Randy already has like a lot of. She knows that Paige doesn't like her. Yes. And she speculates that's because of race, which right. it, it absolutely is. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that was written on Randy's page and it was upsetting. I can't remember what was written on the okay. other. Oh, okay, I've, got I've, got it? Him. Okay. I've got him because I love him. Uh, so this is it. At this point in the book, I was like, there's some good burns in this book. So Paige is very rich she's very mm-hmm. wealthy as we know from that those tapes of vhs's two spectacular pizzas every soda imaginable <laughs> but it says one of the p- p- people around on her page share the wealth belukas <laughs> 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 that, her last name is beluka Blake. Yeah. Uh, uh which is really funny but then this is my favorite one and this also does not understand how high school works because you don't get double degrees but maybe you'll graduate chs with a double degree in drinking and shoplifting. <laughs> <laughs> Good burn. When was the last time Anna Martin was in a high school? <laughs> you Which know, is your weird. double degree. She thinks you get a bachelor's after high school? And you can double major in uh, 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 like AV club and uh, a band. 
I was held back a couple years in high school, but I did get my master's. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's ultimately worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. What was Anna's slam? I did not write that down. Uh, I don't know that she had. No, I, she only had good things. It was like that's right. It was like Anna's most so popular pretty. girl. I wish I could be as pretty as her. Wish I was like Anna. I bet Goose sick lost burn. Her. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the same book can be compliments or horrible things. And that's that's what, what? they, they yeah. keep saying that throughout. It's a slam book, yeah, not a yeah. yeah. They keep saying like. The other ones were nicer slam books. I didn't know this was going to happen. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, I thought it was on. a nice slam book. So then they give it to Jesse. Oh, uh, can we talk about uh, the comment that was written on Cheryl's page? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote it down. It says, judging by her weight, however. Oh, wait. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe this was just Anna's interior thought. No. <laughs> it might be because Anna's horrible. Judging by her weight, however, she didn't cut many corners when she went grocery shopping for herself and her father. Yes. God, and, and, Anna's so and horrible. And that's juxtaposed with us knowing what's in her refrigerator, which is uh, virtually nothing. Well, it's also cheap sugar laden food, which right. is what right. poor people can afford. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So then Jesse, who comes from the poor home, her brother is the drug addict. Like, that's her character. Poor and just a broken home, basically. Yeah, brother Not necessarily drugs. poor, but just a broken home. Yeah. And she just reads her page, slams it shut, cries, calls her mom, and leaves. Yeah. And that's all we get. That's end of party. Uh, who wants to watch Ghostbusters 2 now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not fun anymore. So, um, Anna and Goose start dating. And by the way, at chapter 10, all of this has happened, and I wrote, holy shit, they've only been in school a week. Like, it feels like... A lot was crammed in those 10 chapters. Oh, wait, you skipped something. Oh, okay. I just want to talk about how they cut back to Jesse's home life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want because Jack is her brother and he's arguing with the dad. who's like, all you do is smoke weed all day. You smell like weed. You smoke weed. And he's like, ever heard of crack, dad? (laughs) I could be doing crack. I mean, he's not wrong. Which is really funny. It's basically like, oh, you don't like me smoking weed? (laughs) You know what I could do? It's good bargaining. Yeah. Yep. The dad should just, like, back off. Yeah. But, okay, anyway, then we get to... Oh, no, I have one more... Sorry. I have one more burn book thing. This is what was written in the burn book about uh, Jesse's family. Jesse Smith. Oh, okay. It says, meet the Smiths. Hitler, Houdini, Cinderella, and the addict. And Hitler's the you dad... You know, Hitler Smith? The, <laughs> Hitler's the dad... I think Houdini's the mother because she ultimately leaves, but this doesn't make sense because that's in there before Maybe she leaves. Maybe because she never leaves the house and oh, she's an escape art? That doesn't that, make any this, sense. Yeah, reverse. Is Jesse Houdini or is she supposed to be Cinderella? No, she's Cinderella because she cleans the house all day. The addict is the addict. The brother. <laughs> Although not Clever. a crack addict. Clever. In his Isn't defense. the mother Cinderella for cleaning the house yes, all day? Yes, yeah, yeah. And so, and she's so Jesse would be Houdini. Because she's... I don't, I don't remember. remember. Anyway. It's dumb. So, um, Josh, I didn't write down the exact... Anna and Paige had the big blowout in school over Goose, over, where it's revealed that... What else are you going to fight about? Yeah. Goose. But it's revealed that um, Paige was the one who wrote the comment that caused Goose and his girlfriend, Casey, to break up. And so he starts avoiding them, and then Anna is mad because he won't reply to her whatever she's trying to call him. He won't answer the phone. The mom's always like, Goose isn't home. She, you know? Well, she like slides she up him to him. She calls him at 11 o'clock at night. What a psycho. Who does that? These, when you're in ninth grade. These are like on like old timey phones in like 1985. <laughs> I'm guessing everyone has private lines, right? Because they're all upper middle class. I think some Do of you them think don't. They, yeah, because I guess, they're worried that the parents are going to answer a lot of the time. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I didn't have a private line until like the mid 90s. Senior year, I had a, we were I had a private line. 
Yeah. And I was like, this rocks. And then I used to call my friends. I used when to I was call. <laughs> <laughs> I used to call the local radio station when they did Midnight Express and say my name was something not funny. And you didn't have to be like, Mom, get off the phone. I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah. No, never. Um, but that's what I did with my private line. <laughs> stupid so um to get back at Paige, anna decides to humiliate her by writing a comment in Paige's handwriting on cheryl's page and it says something like you know they use a guy too as a pawn but anna does it's something like cheryl has obviously been trying so hard to make herself pretty i bet kirk notices it or something making cheryl think that there's a boy who's interested in her and also Obviously, it's not a compliment, but Cheryl thinks it is, right? I mean, well, if anyone they, else in school read it, they would have known it was a joke, but not Cheryl, who is friendless and... Cheryl Cheryl does seem... She's not self-aware enough about mm-hmm. like the, the way that a lot of uh, these teens would be and just be like, oh, they're mocking me, which yeah. I, I think... Which I, I think I was like that, too. I think I was in my own little world. I was I was teased a lot. I think but. that one of the things that worked best for me is I thought everyone was mocking me to the point where even when people were being nice to me, I still like I probably still think people are making fun of me. You know, what I, I mean? do like, that now that I'm an adult, because no, in yeah. high school, I didn't think people were mocking me when they were. And then I learned, oh, they're not nice. They're being mean. People to you. were mean to me for so long. And junior high mainly. That when people were actually being kind, I thought they were mocking me. Yeah. Like if the girl was like. Hey, you want to hang out? I was like, you piece of shit. Yeah, nice, how, nice try not how, falling for that how one. How dare you? <laughs> like, because in like ninth grade, uh, I remember a girl would come up to me and be like, hey, you want to take me to prom? I'd re- Like, it's like a classic That's movie trope. Cool. Like, mm-hmm. and I, Monique, I still hate you. You're a bad person. Yeah. You're uh, called out. Yeah, I, I did it. I forget your last name. Um, but, uh. But Cheryl's not aware like right. she's yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like, oh, my God, this is it. This is the year I'm going to make friends. I'm going to have a boyfriend. And she starts kind of following Paige around. And I guess that's supposed to be humiliating to Paige. Right. And, who is Miss Cool that this girl Paige is following her around. Doesn't even notice. That's that's part of the whole thing. Paige is just dismissive. Like, right. what what are you talking about? Like, doesn't know what she's talking about when she refers to the Kirk comment. She's like, thank you so much for telling me about Kirk. She's like, what? Okay, see ya. I gotta yeah. go. And then in Cheryl's head, she's like, she seemed really busy today. Yeah, exactly. Poor Cheryl. Um, Cheryl's also portrayed as not so bright. And in fact, uh, I wrote down, well, I'll get to that later. It, there's also really sad stuff where, so her mom died. Her mom died of cancer, I believe. Yes. And so, because we see these certain chapters through her perspective, and she's like, Mom, be with me right now. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, it's, it's really so, so sad. sad. Like, and the, there's even like a box. Like a, a box with her mom's name on it that her dad had packed up. Yeah. Possessions that he kept that belonged to her mother. And one of them was a prom dress that Cheryl wears later, I think. Um, it was her mom's old prom dress. And um, some other, like, lipstick, makeup, I think, that belonged to her mother. That kind of thing. And that comes into play later. Um, I'll talk about that box later. But basically what happens is she is really mad um, because Jesse and Randy won't talk to her, Goose won't answer the phone, and Paige is being a bee. And so she writes a note in Paige's handwriting that invites Cheryl on a double date with, I don't know who the guy Paige is with, uh, but also Kirk. Kirk. It yeah, would yeah. be Cheryl, Kirk, and then Paige and whoever Paige is dating at the time. And we haven't uh, explained Kirk, but the way they describe him is, He's a really nice guy. He's not like the coolest guy, 
but he's anyone that a girl be flattered that he had that had a crush on her. He's like you know a Do- I mean? he's a Dawson. Is he a Dawson? No, or, he's is not he even- a Pacey? No. I never watched Dawson's Creek. No. I'm just gonna sign. <laughs> he's not either. But it's just like a really a, a nice guy in the class that everyone likes. Yeah. You don't want to date him, but if you found out he had a crush on you, you'd, you'd be flattered. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, I I think I would date Kirk, but that's me. No, he sounds so dateable. Yeah. He sounds like the only good person in this book, <laughs> other than Cheryl. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so Cheryl's really excited. She wears her mom's prom dress, pulls it out of the box, uses her mom's makeup to put on her makeup. Feels very connected to her mother, and she rides her bike all the way across from the poor side of town to the super wealthy side of town. In her prom dress. In her and she's prom dress. Super. She. Yeah, she's super self conscious about all of this. Mm-hmm. Well, because she the whole time she's like, "How am I going to get there? Will Paige pick me up? Maybe because Paige has a driver. She's so right. rich. Well, I forgot to mention that. Good lord. <laughs> so she was like, maybe the driver, but you know, Paige never like confirmed anything, and she's like, well, I guess I'll just show up at the house. I bet Kirk and whoever will be there at Paige's house, and they'll be waiting for me. So she rides her bike there, and uh, she knocks on the door, and Paige answers the door, and Paige seems drunk and confused. And Cheryl's like, hey, uh, aren't we hanging out? And Paige is very confused that Cheryl is there. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, the note, the note you left me in my locker. You know, I thought we were supposed to have a double date. And Paige is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Cheryl's very insistent. She's like, oh, but you left me a note. And finally, um, Cheryl yells at Paige. And this is one of the last interactions with humanity that Cheryl has, which makes this all the more devastating. The last one. Yeah. Yeah. That we know of. But I'm guessing it's the last one. Yeah. Um. Cheryl says, look at you. You're dressed like some prom queen from 1952. You're fat. Your hair's an oil slick. And you smell, Cheryl. Have you ever heard of deodorant? It's a wonderful invention. And Paige, uh, not Paige, Cheryl hops on her bike and rides back home, just devastated in tears. And then she says in her head, this internal monologue, she says, oh, ma, oh, ma, it's happened again. And I can't take it anymore. So I'm coming. I'm really coming then we can be together for always. So it's her talking to her mother, her dead mother. And so she goes home. She makes a Cheryl box to match her mom's box, packs up her things in it, gets in the bathtub and slits her wrists. So you might wonder what happens next. (laughs) This is about when my notes stop because this book stopped being fun to me. Like these are my notes before then. Here's my notes after. (laughs) Like it's like, uh, an inch. I wrote a lot of quotes down um, because Anna is still an awful monster, even though they go back to school on Monday and they find out Cheryl died. Yeah. And so there's a funeral. And here's Anna. Anna actually goes to the so funeral. So the students are allowed to go. The only student that goes is Anna. And Paige. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paige, Paige is there yeah, in the back. Yeah. Um, because Paige feels horribly guilty. They both feel guilty. The uh, I don't know that Anna feels that guilty. I'm just going to say this right now. I think she's... Anna and Martin wrote her as a pure psychopath. She she thinks she should feel guilty. Exactly. So she goes she to would the be funeral. A, a human would feel guilty now. Yeah. This is what <laughs> this is what this human, is what one does. This is what human does. <laughs> yeah. So she is at the funeral. And these are some thoughts that she has about Cheryl at Cheryl's own funeral. She realized how little she knew about Cheryl. For years, rumors about the Sutphins had flown. Cheryl was retarded. Yes, she drops the hard R. Uh, Cheryl's father was a criminal. Cheryl's mother was in the loony bin. The Suffins only took one bath a year. Number one, that's a lulzy rumor because whatever. <laughs> just, okay. just the, like the family takes one together. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just, like, I think it's one bath per person a year. No, it's yeah, like, it's, it's like, weird. it's like in, uh, Willy Wonka and the child chocolate factory, like <laughs> where they all sleep in one bed, bed, but they all, they all hop in one tub. Yeah. <laughs> one Once a year wash. though. Once a year. Yeah. And what was the truth? 
What had Cheryl's life really been like? Anna would never know. All she had seen was a quiet, pimply-faced, slow-moving girl in shabby clothes who had shuffled her way day after day, year after year, through the Calvin Public Schools with a class full of students who made fun of her. Jesus Christ. Oh, well, this is back to goose. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Shit. Then they're at the grave, the grave plot, right? The graveside plot. Oh, when and she talks to the dad? No, this is when she's having more internal thoughts. Okay. This is, I think, probably the worst thing in the book. Um, wasn't there some old saying about a sinner having to be buried outside the walls of a church's graveyard? And wasn't it a sin to take your own life? Oh Not that God. Anna wanted to see Cheryl given a sinner's grave. It was just something to think about. <laughs> Good God. My God. Like, just the worst person. So what happens in the end? Well, you might be wondering, did these girls suffer any kind of remorse or repercussions? I'm, I'm going to guess based on all of their thoughts and actions up to this point, I'm going to guess they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Yeah. They um they talk about PT and the Uptown Boys, which, okay. Five, I want- a five- Five album, uh, five volume. Like, I just want to say that I don't think authors should be allowed to name bands. This so is, this is just a real, okay. This is, this is, a is made can, up can I band. also say this is absolutely her trying to say what would a black teen in the eighties be into? You know, PT and the Uptown Boys. <laughs> uh, is are they rappers? Why don't you just use like a real? Why can't you just, just be like, say, she uh, bought the new the Prince had something coming out. Prince and yeah. DJ Jazzy Jeff album. Rick Springfield. Just anything. I mean, here's the thing. R.L. Stein uses real bands and real pop cultural references. Right. I don't know why other authors feel like they can't. I think they think it's going to date them. But you know what dates them? P.T. and, and the, the Uptown Boys. Boys. Yeah. Yeah. I did have a professor who's like, you shouldn't use real references because it will date it. And I'm oh, like, whatever. who cares? Just it's say, obviously set in a certain she era. She wanted Tears for Fears. And yeah. it was <laughs> dropping today. And she wait, She waits in line to get this. Imagine not only having to wait in line for like an hour or whatever yeah. to get tickets, but to get an album the first day. Yeah. So, okay, I here's, remember those days. Here's what happens after the uh, funeral. Um, I don't think Anna feels any remorse, but Paige does. Um, Paige, well, the girls are listening to the new PT and the Uptown Boys five five <laughs> Just dancing around set. that bedroom. Um, Paige calls. She's drunk, and she's apparently swallowed half a bottle of Valium. Bo- vodka and Valium. Don't yeah. forget the vodka. So they uh, contact the parents. Well, they go downstairs and like, hey, mom, <laughs> our friend is uh, trying to drink herself to death and pill herself to death. So um, the parents go there because I think the mom is on vacation because the mom is not the only an alcoholic, in, like, the Bahamas but she's also yeah. absent. absent yeah. Of course, typical rich stereotype. Yeah. And I think even the the housekeeper who Paige is closer to than her own mother doesn't even realize that Paige was Did doing this. She found the remuth, fellas. <laughs> yeah. So Paige goes to the hospital and of course she survives. So... Anna's guilt, I guess, gets to her and she confesses to her parents about the slam book and the note and what happened. And her parents are like, meh. That's basically their response. Just a so, shoulder shrug. Like, well, that girl was crazy. I think it's not your fault that this she is, killed this herself. This is the scene I think that made us both the angriest in the book. And I couldn't yes. believe what I was reading. I couldn't And either. I thought I th- there were like 15 pages left. And I thought something else is going to come in this book that's going to say that this scene is not the thesis of the book or mm-hmm. that's not okay but it is it is the it, thesis of the book was that girl was crazy some how, not your fault how hey how many people you've been mean to that didn't kill themselves well that's what she talks about to um page right no yeah, yeah no that's what she says but the parents put that in her head no they do that, the parents are the ones that, who tell her that like you, and, you make fun of you know your friends all the time and they don't kill themselves and you can th- there's a lot of like narratives 
like 13 reasons why and things like that and you cannot like them and it's fine but i think the ultimate point is you don't know what's going on in someone's life and if you're cruel to them and you contribute to their suicide to or, their pain or that, their pain yeah. you are responsible for that yeah you are and i think that's a that's an that's an okay message and the message of this is like nope not your she, problem she was crazy she was always going to do this and i don't think that's i don't think she killed herself just because she was, obviously the, there some, were other issues right, in her it, life it wasn't just these girls have mean to her this one time it's obviously but, been piling up and piling up and piling up life. her entire yeah. life. Yeah. Which Anna even says. She's just a girl everyone made fun of right. from day one right. in the Calvin school system. You she know. expected nothing from going to a new school. She knew people were going to be shitty to her. And then she thinks, oh, I'm going to have a friend. And guess what? Right. She doesn't. Right. They're just being even crueler. Yeah. Um, Anna goes to visit Paige, I think, in the hospital. And this is what she says. Look, I came over here to tell you what happened. I wanted you to know about Cheryl, and I don't think either of us is to blame. I shouldn't have played the joke on her, and you shouldn't have yelled at her, but we didn't kill her. I played jokes on plenty of people who haven't committed suicide, and I bet you've yelled at plenty of people who haven't committed suicide. Congrats, yeah. congrats girls, we're okay. Yeah, uh, it's just We'll just worst. go on. We'll, uh, uh, Anna still gets goose. Mm-hmm. Uh, she still gets to date the hot guy. Mm-hmm. We'll, Jesse. Uh, enjoy Infinite Jess, you piece of shit. Uh, also, we don't know what's going on with Randy because it never comes back to Randy. No, it does. In the in the what happens epilogue, to her in the uh, Randy is happy that the friend group broke up because she didn't feel comfortable with them. It's like one paragraph in that. Yeah, final but section. that doesn't tell us anything good about her future. But we don't know anything about her to begin with. That's her true. character is that she is black and she is their friend yeah. and that is it. That's and it. they give her nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, Jesse uh, moves with her mom to New York because good. her parents get are away. separated. Get away. Yep. Get away. So she's. Apparently, here I am in the Big Apple. <laughs> Wait, apparently, I actually wrote down the quote. So this is New York, huh? <laughs> That's, that starts her yeah. her section. Yeah. Um, Paige gets shipped off to England for boarding school. Good. Go away. Yeah. Go and torment Anna, them. Anna, guess what happens to Anna? She gets to keep goose. Mm-hmm. No one's mad at her. Why would they? No be? one knows what really happened, really, yeah. other than her family and Paige. I'm guessing it's not like the school knows, and the school will shame her. And it's it's not even a thing where her parents. Learn about it and like, we need to bury this. Don't tell anyone where it's kind They're of an in- like, indictment of class. Yeah, it's not doing that. It's just nope. like, no, nope, not your fault. You're fine. Uh, so Anna has an older sister. And guess what? Her older sister is pregnant, <laughs> gives birth and names the baby after our angelic Anna. Names the baby after this horrible, horrible person who drove a girl to kill herself. I thought you were going to say names it Cheryl. No, named it after Anna. Ugh. And yeah. here's what here's what Anna learned, because at the end she was like, I'm going to read uh matilda to my uh uh or whatever like a bunch of books she's gonna read to her like dr seuss or whatever and she's like i'm gonna tell her never to even open a slam book <laughs> the lesson she learned is that slam books are bad not that being cruel is bad yeah not that bullying people bad it's book bad yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? like the actual physical object is the bad thing yeah well it caused them all to be bad yeah so. yeah 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 they well, were never bad before that that's the book i think it should be called spoiled rich girls the book i don't know what to call it it's it was called not... it mean girls let's call it what it is oh. Oh. my review just was uh two stars bad girls <laughs> all caps because they are bad and they are girls i just think i wrote Oof, this book um i think i gave it two stars on goodreads yep you did how many hooves would you give this i mean i guess two i guess it's... yeah although i kind of want to give it like none i want my horse to be <laughs> Like, can, can I give it two hooves, but I also 
I don't want to do this. I take a gun and I shoot the <laughs> the, the horse in one of those legs. So the horse is sick. Yeah. I mean, when a horse breaks its put legs, you got to put the no, horse no, down. No, no, I don't want to put the horse out of it. I mean, it's better for the horse. <laughs> do you have a, something you want to wrap it up with? Like a, well, like a I, final? I actually had a couple things I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> not yeah. a really well, now that we're in overtime. <laughs> uh, Might as well. What? How long have we gone? It's 106. Oh, okay. okay. No, you're fine. Well, okay. What One thing that I thought about a lot when I was reading this, and you can cut all this, <laughs> no, I uh, is, and it's kind of what Blake alluded to earlier about how, like, we don't need burn books or slam books anymore. We have yeah. social we media. We have a million yeah. slam books, but, and they're but, called Facebooks. But, but the thing that I was thinking about is, and this is not, uh, I don't like to get political. <laughs> Yeah, we know Josh. When I think of Josh, I'm like, he's <laughs> apolitical. apolitical. Are you going to go off on a rant here? You, you know I might. Okay. I was thinking how similar this is to what is going on in the White House right now. <laughs> no, Ooh. but okay. No, but listen to this. These clowns in, in Washington? No. So many people in- Trump has a slam book? No. So oh, many people in the okay. administration mm-hmm. have used the American media mm-hmm. as a willing- They want access. So we know Jared and Ivanka will go to the Washington Post- and they will put their spin into it. And everyone in the White House has their own kind of journalist who they can go to and feed access. Mm-hmm. And to say something bad about it, it's all infighting between yeah. the people in the administration. In the administration. Yeah. And it's I mean, it, it's an odd thing that it, it's essentially a slam book. I mean, this doesn't make as much sense as when I thought about it in my head. But uh when Scaramucci, remember that guy? When <laughs> for eleven days or whatever, when he was press secretary, he went to a Ryan Lizza at the New Yorker, I think, or New Republic, and he like ranted about Bannon and a bunch of other people, and then he forgot to go off the record. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. Lizza was like, "You have to say you're off the record. I'm going to print this as you saying," and that's why he got fired. Yeah, because they're all doing this infighting, and they're doing a slam book. And the American media is just letting them do it and just being like, okay, this person hates this person. So basically, the American media is Anna's parents. <laughs> they're just they're like, the book. They're the book. They're, okay, tra- they're, they're the book. They're transcribing. Are we the parents who are like, we're fine with this? Yes. Okay. If, if we're accepting what they're doing, we're fine with it. I mean, it, this is true for any – it's not just the Trump administration. Uh, there, there's more infighting and there's more like palace intrigue or whatever with these people mm-hmm. because – they're petty. It's the because he's hiring people like Omarosa. You know yeah. what do you expect? But did you read the story about the woman that just got fired? His one of the White House secretaries or assistants got fired because she got drunk around the press corps and said, "Donald loves me more than his children," or he, I'm better. I'm more into him. Mm-hmm. We get along better than his children, and he doesn't like taking pictures with Tiffany because he, he thinks she's fat. <gasps> And, and she got fired, not because what she was saying was maybe not true, but because you can't tell reporters yeah, that. Because and she leaked the truth. And so she got fired because someone overheard it. But that mm-hmm. was all, like off the record stuff. But that's just the kind of stuff they, they like whisper to these people. Anyway, it's all slam book stuff. Mm-hmm. They, We're hi- the people who love that hot goss and no, we just want to lap it up. That is the thing. We are the other kids in the cafeteria. Yeah, we, exactly. the American people, are the people... The kids in the cafeteria. We're the audience for the slam book. Because we didn't really get into this a lot, but those other kids were just like, like hogs the trough. They, they were slipping. At, at it up. one point, I think Anna yep. was like, "The slam book is like honey in their flies." Yeah. Like yeah, she yeah, yeah. says that about, and that they are popular. Yes. like from it. Yeah, um, even they were popular already. Shut up. Yes, I know it's it's dumb, but they were 
I guess, more popular. Where are the other kids at this school? Getting their shoes shined? I don't know. Another thing that I'll maybe get into when we read a different book about ninth graders Mm -hmm. in high school is that a thing about being a popular ninth grader, if you're a girl, was that senior boys tried to date you. Yes. And, And I heard this articulated exactly like this from some of the guys that were dating ninth graders. Like, you know, all these other girls, we're just bored with them. Fresh meat. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't think the books are going to deal with this. <laughs> uh, maybe more contemporary ones might. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's all creepy. And yeah. I, uh, make me a time cop. I've got some boys to arrest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. No, those are some good thoughts. All right. So we rated it. Um, Get off Facebook. What is the next book? People gonna... burn you. They'll burn you. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I guess we'll just talk about what book we're doing next. Josh, do you want to announce it? Yes, I'm very excited to read another book about girls bullying book girls. This is The Against Taffy Sinclair Club by Betsy Haynes. Mm-hmm. Give us a little taste. What's it about? Can you can you tell us a little bit about it? I would say it was bad enough when Taffy Sinclair was just a pretty face, but now she's gotten developed. You know what? Boobs. Uh, Blake put in like extra like what when I say that <laughs> melon uh, emojis. This calls for dramatic. <laughs> this calls for drastic measures from the against Taffy Sinclair club. Of course, like if if Taffy Sinclair develops, you know what's and you have a club called the against Taffy Sinclair club. They had the the club before the you know what's. Yes, yes. Oh, come yeah, on. they already hated her, and then she got. Well, that just well, adds we'll insult to injury. Hey, we're this... going to talk about this in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, the, All right, because I got some opinions already. <laughs> anyway, also these girls are fifth graders. So I just, just want to point that <laughs> out. Yeah. I'll say that's all you need to know. Uh, Taffy Sinclair, we already don't like her, and now she's got you know what's got a big got a good A is, cup uh, going yeah, on. Jessica is mimicking. Yeah, you, you, uh, that's an boobs. A cup. <laughs> Listeners ought to see these hand motions and these charades we're doing. These over are here. out of control. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna discuss that. Yeah, it's, it'll be fun. I will. I, I will say, if you can book. get your hands on this book, it is a. Fast, fun read. It's 104 pages. Mm, it's really fun, I think. It's nothing like, hey, you guys want to read Dollenganger book four? <laughs> Look, it's 400 pages. And how do you feel about brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers? Maybe hooking up. How do you feel about girls bullying someone into suicide? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, are we finally getting off the murder and incest? At train? long last, we're just on Woo! boobs. We're finally, finally getting to training bras. <laughs> fair. It yes. is. It is good. This is literally our first. This will be our first one that is not. I thought slam book would be, but this is gonna be our first one that's not dark and horrible. No, it's it's actually a really good book, and I liked it, and I would yeah. recommend it. It's fun. Anyway, well, let's not hoof it up yet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Don't mean to hoof Stay it up. Stay tuned for that <laughs> next time. Well, I guess that's it, guys. Um, don't forget to uh, subscribe, rate, and review us. Um, tell your friends about us. Get the word out there. Tell your enemies. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Put write us, it, in, put write us it in, in your slam, slam book. book. Yeah. <laughs> Dedicate a page to us. Follow on Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. Slam We're us at- on iTunes. Slam us. <laughs> We're at Are You There Pod on Instagram. Until next time, see you later, horse girls.
found it in the girls' bathroom. It's so mean, Mr. Duvall. Is this true? Trang Pack made out with Coach Carr? Good Lord. What's that say? Caitlin Causen is a... Fat whore. Okay, calm down, Miss George. Why would someone write that? That's just so mean. Don't worry, we're gonna find out who did it. There's only three girls in the whole school who aren't in it. 